Welcome to Scaling with Disha, the show that helps online entrepreneurs to scale their business to six figures and beyond without the hustle or the overheads. I'm your host, Disha Waddup, and I'll be here each week to remind you that you can do anything you set your mind to. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Scaling with Disha. I am so excited to share with you my guest, Jade, today. We're going to be talking all about her amazing business, the systems and processes she uses because she is my OBM or online business manager and she works with some of my one-on-one clients to help them set up their systems and she is the person I go to when I don't know how things are supposed to work in my own business. So I wanted to bring her on to talk to you guys and share some of her wealth of information. So let me just run through her bio for you. Jade Smith is the founder of Mrs. Smith Assist, a boutique virtual assistant agency supporting online business owners in systems and marketing. In addition to advocating the agency's success, she works with virtual assistants in coaching and educational training programs. Her and her husband, Payden, are both entrepreneurs and parents of their two young homeschooled children residing in Fort Worth, Texas. So... Welcome, Jay. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. This is so exciting. <laughs> so is there anything that I didn't add in your bio that you want everybody to know about first? Oh, that's a great question. No, I mean, that's that's it. That's about all I have time for. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to do more things beyond that. Um, and that's, that's really uh, a huge part of scaling my business so that I can do other things. Um, so there's more, there's more to it than that, but this, um, this component of scaling my business is central to everything. I'm really investing my time and energy in right now so that I can do other things that I'm passionate about. Awesome. And tell everybody what, how, what is your business looking like right now? Because I know since we've started working together, you've grown your team massively. So tell everybody what is, what your business looks like now? Yeah. So I think when we started, I might have actually still been a solopreneur. I might have still been working on my own. I may have had um, brought on a team member at that time, but um, we have gone from about one or two team members in addition to myself to having about eight or nine. And we're kind of hovering around there between 15 and 20 clients that we service every month in an ongoing basis to just support anything systems related, anything marketing related. It's kind of a one-stop shop to do anything that they need to do. Um, and if you're a biz- online business owner, you know that there is never a shortage of things to do. So when I started my business, I was, um, I was really offering just anything that you need. Like I'm a systems person and I can do, I can kind of do the the Jane, you know, the jack of all trades, I can kind of do a little bit of everything. And I found that business owners really, it was really valuable to them to be able to show up and just have one person that could kind of do everything that could kind of be their, um, their right-hand person. That's a really good ideal uh, situation for somebody, especially who's a small business owner, and they're still really just trying to get going. And they're, um, they're at that point where they're too busy to handle the kind of work that they've been doing all by themselves, but they're maybe not at the point where they're ready to hire their own you know, staff or employees. So that's where we come in and we can help um, set up a Dubsado for them so that they have their whole backend operations streamlined or come in and organize ClickUp and set them up to eventually work with a full team or a full staff 
or improve what they are currently doing if they have a small staff already. And then any of those marketing pieces, like building out a, a landing page or a sales page for a new offer, connecting all the dots with their email marketing tools and getting you know the word out on social media, all those little nitty gritty pieces we help with. So talk to me about how you went from that one team member to eight team members, because that's incredible. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, it's been a journey. Um, honestly, I, I feel like when around the time when I brought on my first person, I was juggling around 12-ish, 12 or 15 clients, like single-handedly. <laughs> How did you have time to homeschool kids as well? <laughs> well, we weren't really doing homeschool then. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, um, it has been an ebb and flow process. And some, most of our clients, like we average pretty much 15 hours per month. That's a really good, like most, um, you know, most small business owners, they, they can start with that 15 hours per month and that gets quite a bit done. So that's the average, but I've had some clients who, you know, will kind of, um, taper down after like, maybe they get done with a big project, they'd go down to like five hours. So it, there are variations of that and like what the work looks like or what, what is needed. But yeah, I was, I was bouncing around that 15 client load myself and it was a madhouse. It was crazy. I was, I was doing the, you know, fires, um, fires burning, putting out fires, candles burning at both ends. Like it was, it was crazy. So, um, I brought on a person and then, um, really after the first year in business that I think laid the foundation, I started getting, gaining referrals. Um, and so word of mouth referrals didn't really slow down. And that's when the pivot really happened for me going from that one team member to, oh, okay, we're still growing. We need more, we need more hands on deck. And so I just kept bringing on team members and I'm really now at the place where I'm trying to be more intentional with SOPs in the business internally so that things can continue to grow from where they are now more successfully. Yes. And what does your process look like? Because I know you're a systems and processes kind of girl. So uh -huh. how does that look like when you're scaling and bringing on those team members and how should other people look at that when they're bringing on team members? Cause it, that's a minefield in itself, bringing on so many team members in such a short space of time. And how did you handle that process? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a lot of work and, um, it's different for everybody. Um, I'm kind of a, just a jump in and see if you can figure it out kind of person. <laughs> I'm, I'm the kind of person that I really think that I can do anything. And so I'll just start doing it and then, um, course correct and troubleshoot later on. <laughs> um, but through really through the process of, of bringing, of adding people to team, I have kind of developed, um, my own system for how I want to do things, um, and I really do notice, notice the difference. Um, you know, there, if you're missing certain pieces in the onboarding process, then, um, you're really losing the value that you could be gaining from, from a particular person. Like somebody could have a really awesome skill set, And if you don't equip them on the front end to do their job, well, then things will kind of crash and burn. So, um, and you know, there are so many other things like in addition to that, just what can be lost or gained for your clients. Like if you're in a service-based business and not just how it affects you and your team internally, but how it could affect, um, the work from the outside or, you know, the, 
the process, like the speed of onboarding, it could go smoother or rougher, just depending on how, how you're set up. So I'm still fine tuning some of those things, but the gist of what I do to just kind of put it all in a nutshell is I have set up my application in an Airtable base and they apply through there. And I have set up a yes, no column because in the virtual assistant world, you can put out an application. You can get 200 (laughs) plus applicants for every single (laughs) job post. Yeah. So I have um, developed a process so that they're, as soon as their application comes through, they're automatically labeled as a new application. And then I have a yes, no column. And so I can just kind of go through and review. And if I click yes, it emails them automatically a scheduler to set up the interview time to meet. If I click no, it emails them automatically and says, we've decided to move on to other candidates. And so this whole process is already kind of set up on, on that side of things. Um, I could have somebody it's, it's now set up. I could have somebody go through and kind of vet those people on behalf of me as well. So that's really nice to kind of have that front end of things set up because sometimes that's what really takes the most amount of time. Yeah. That's Um, a huge time suck. I know I've outsourced that in the past because I'm like, I do not have time to go through all of these applicants like you say, specifically for a virtual assistant position where you're like, I just don't have time to search for all of these people and find somebody and interview them and go through that. So that is an amazing tool to have that Airtable template set up. Is that something that you do for other businesses as, as well? If people wanted to, yeah. people listening like, oh my God, Jade, I need that template. Like, how do you, Is that something that you can implement for them as well? Yes, absolutely. And I've, I've actually thought about creating, um, you know, taking all of my data out of the one I'm currently using and basically making it a template that can, that can be sold and just plug and play. So have to, I'll have to add that to my list of things to do. (laughs) (laughs) The never ending list of things to do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It, It has really been a game changer and, um, it's been nice too, because, I think when I first started putting out applications, because the process does take so long, I wasn't always getting back to people that applied. Like I could have, you know, 50 people that applied and they never heard from me. And I don't like that. You know, I want them to feel like I took the time to look at their application and I want them to feel like they're getting a genuine response. Yeah. So that was, that was something important to me too, to implement is just that personal, just bring that personal connection component back into the process to say, Hey, I saw you. Thanks for being interested. You know, you're important. There's a place for you somewhere in the world. It just wasn't here. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And what about when those team members do start working with you? What does that look like? What does that process look like for onboarding and distributing tasks and things like that? Yeah. So I use ClickUp. ClickUp (laughs) is, uh, it really running my entire business. Like if ClickUp went into the ground, I would be like, what do I do? (laughs) Um, But I've heard that they're here to stay. And so there's nothing to worry about. Uh, They have like grown and evolved so much in the past few years even. And um, I have all of my, I have an onboarding uh, dashboard that I use. So in ClickUp, you can set up individual widgets, And um, you can set up like an onboarding checklist. You can put in buttons with links. Um, And so I have like a welcome packet. And so my my team member will get in there and they can look at 
all of the welcome information. They can look at a basic training guide that kind of walks them through some best practices and how we use ClickUp um, as a task management tool and just things like don't leave, um, don't leave dates overdue, you know, reassign due dates. Um, these are what the statuses represent. This is how we, we use these features. Um, and then there's a whole um, checklist of things. And then I also used Upsato alongside that to collect like their, you know, any kind of tax forms that we need or on, on onboarding um, things like their birthday. I want to know when their birthday is so I can put it on a calendar, stuff like that. So that process, um, that process has been really fluid. And then they schedule an onboarding meeting with me to go through some of those things more in detail. Um, what I'm trying to build out right now is an SOP library so that all of those things are in the SOP library in the future. So regardless of what happens in the onboarding process, they can always go back and refer to those, those, uh, those pieces. So I know you mentioned, you've mentioned two different types of technology now, the Airtable and ClickUp and a three end of Sado. What, what are the top technologies that you see your clients using and you using in your business that entrepreneurs need to have as they scale? That's a great question. It really is different for everybody. And it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because, um, I saw something recently people were in a, you know, in a thread on, on Facebook in a group or something. And they were talking about how they don't want several different types of technology. They don't want several platforms. It, it gets to be too much. And, um, I, I understand where they're coming from, but it's, to me, it's never been a problem or an issue because there is, there's so much value in each of those programs uniquely that I make those puzzle pieces work really well for my own business. Um, but for other business owners, especially if they're wanting to streamline, like there, there are some instances where it really does make sense to have one program absorb another program. It could be for ease of use, efficiency. It could be a cost thing. You know, you have less, maybe less training to do. Like you don't have to train team members on all these different uh, tools. So I would say for, for any business owner, it really depends on like, what are the core components of your business? Like, are you really marketing focused? Are you really task focused? Um, for my business and with the team that we have and the way that we serve clients, we do a lot, like it's heavy task management because there's so many different types of tasks. So ClickUp is a really, really solid task management tool. And so that's central to my business. Um, and then Dubsado, as far as like the sales component and just the ease of, of onboarding, I, Ooh. I would always recommend Dubsado and it is, com it's so completely affordable for what it is as well. Um, the way that you're able to automate like, uh, proposals, sending out proposals, getting a contract signed, having intake forms and questionnaires, invoicing on a monthly basis. Like there's so much that you can do in that one program. So um, I would recommend for sure a tool like Dubsado. I love Dubsado too. I think it's a fantastic tool and it's so, like I say, so affordable for entrepreneurs and for new entrepreneurs, it's free for the first three people. And I found the support system amazing. I don't know about you, but like when I'm putting in new contracts, I just send them a message and they put it in for me. Like it is so, so easy. And I think their customer service is brilliant. Their affiliate scheme is pretty good too. So I'll drop an affiliate link in the link if anybody wants to check out Dubsado as well. 
Um, so you can have a good play around with the system. But when you touched on ClickUp, I know you use it for task management things. Is there something that people use ClickUp for in their business that isn't task management based? Is there something that people should be using ClickUp for that you haven't seen people use ClickUp for so far? Well, I, I know that there are so many different industries that I've seen using ClickUp. Um, it really can be kind of a, a, a database as well. I, I don't personally enjoy using it as a database because I like Airtable. And so I use Airtable as a database, but um, I've seen some really cool things happening um, with ClickUp. I've, I know I've seen real estate agents using ClickUp to kind of yeah. manage, you know, as a CRM for, for real estate processes. Um, I actually took an idea I saw from another client who's a bookkeeper, but she has her, her leads from Dubsado. Anytime a lead comes in from Dubsado, they're zapping into a lead in ClickUp. And so she has an entire CRM section where she can do lead tracking and have her team help her with that. Um, so, I mean, there, there really isn't a limit to what you can do with ClickUp, you can do social media planning, any kind of content planning. I've started doing a little bit of content planning in there just because I'm in ClickUp all the time. And so it's nice to have that there. Um, personal task management too. I'm, I'm personally starting to get to the place where I'm like, okay, I have to have all of these things in one place because it's just been everywhere. Like I have a personal calendar and the kids calendar and <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting so old that I'm managing my kid's calendar now, but this is real. I'm not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> so having, having a central place to put some of that information and to do's is really helpful. What do you think has been the thing that has really helped you grow and scale your business? Is that, do you think there's one thing that's helped you get to this point in your business so far? Or what does that look like for you? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, it's definitely bringing on, bringing on a team, like bringing on people to help um, and taking the time, I would say like stepping back for me to, to have like alone time to just reflect and strategize, like look at big picture things. Um, you cannot problem solve if you are constantly in the weeds. And it is so hard to get out of the weeds to problem solve, but I actually learned this firsthand because I, I had this, this huge problem in my business. It was just like an operational thing that was really slowing us down. And it just felt like this massive problem I was never going to be able to solve. Well, I had handed it to a team member and tried to allow them to troubleshoot the problem, but they didn't have like the kind of you know, insight that I had about what I was looking for. They didn't have really that big picture direction for me about what I wanted it to look like long-term and they couldn't really execute and solve the problem the way that they needed to. They, they gave it their all, like they put a lot of energy into it and they solved some, you know, they, they got answers to some questions that we needed to answer to get through that process. But overall, they, they couldn't come up with a solution. And I, I had this revelation in that moment. I was like, I cannot give I've, as a business owner, I cannot give my biggest problems to other people on my team. I am the business owner. I have to solve the biggest problems. And realizing that was kind of a game changer for me too, because instead of keeping myself in some of the work I didn't need to be doing or trying to justify letting another person solve my big problems because I didn't want to. 
<laughs> I was like, okay, I need to switch gears. I need to be dedicated to solve big problems, even if they're tedious and I don't want to do it. <laughs> I love that, actually. That that thing that you're the business owner and you have to solve your own problems. And I, I was recently talking to somebody around the time that you spend on your business and what you can outsource in your business. And some of the things like those big problems, you, you just can't outsource. They have to be you. And as a business owner, I think quite often we get stuck in the mindset of, I just want to deliver. And especially with the, the practitioners that I work with, the holistic practitioners, they're like, I just want to help people. And I just want to, you know, deliver my service. I'm like, that is great. Then get a job because that is not going to be the whole thing that you do as a business owner. There are so many other things that you have to do as a business owner and delivery tends to be such a small part of everything else that you have to do as a business owner. And that is just huge. I think the big problem is totally yours to solve. Do you think that as a business owner, you found that lonely having to deal with those big problems or have you found a network or like a community of people that you've been able to bounce ideas off? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I tell people all the time that I, I try to talk to my husband about, <laughs> about some of the problems in my business. And it, while he understands to a degree, <laughs> he's not, you know, he's not in it. He's not a business owner in, in the online world. And so, um, <laughs> so it's just not the same, but, uh, my team has been really helpful in that way. Um, but I'm again, realizing that I need outside support even from that because they're doing their job on my team. So they can't be the ones supporting all of that, the, all of those needs that I have as the business owner. Um, that's where I really feel, um, that's where I'm really starting to lean into the idea of connecting more with other business owners that are in the, the place that I'm at to, um, to just spend time together. And, um, I actually like commit to more of a, a more involved coaching program that will really help me get to that next level. Yeah. I think that that is one thing that I found really useful and Similar to you, I had a conversation with my dad, who again is an entrepreneur, but not in the online space. And he was like, I don't really know what you're talking about, Dish. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll find somebody else to talk to. <laughs> um, and that was a big thing for me, having to find people in my space that would get it, whether that's a mastermind, whether that's friends, that's coaching, just having somebody that gets it and the systems and processes alongside that, because I think especially in the online space, and you'll know this, the, the vast amount of tech that we deal with. And sometimes I'm like, I just want to throw the damn computer away. Like, mm -hmm. I don't understand why this isn't working. And there is nobody in my physical world close to me that gets that at all. So I have people that I call and I probably speak to more than my physical friends where I'm like, I just don't know what to do <laughs> or this is really frustrating me and I need some help and we brainstorm it together. And I think that has been really key for me to have those people that understand, yeah, right? That get yeah. it. I will definitely say that's that's an area where I know I need to grow. Like I need those people around me 
it's, it's a, it's a really, really huge component of, I think like the mental success and the ability to just keep going, like to not give up and to keep going. (laughs) Yeah. Have you ever worked on mindset? Has mindset been a thing that you've worked with when you've scaling your business or has this all just magically fallen into place for you? There's definitely been some mindset work. Um, I mean, I think it looks different for every person, but in the first year of my business, it was, it was, I, I think a lot of it just comes down to maturing as a business owner, maturing as a person. Um, and that's oftentimes what mindset work is, but that first year of business for me, it was letting go of that idea that, um, the temp, the temptation to just give up like, Oh, I, I'm not, I don't want to, I'm just going to go get a job. <laughs> Like just getting rid of that idea and coming to terms with the fact that, um, I'm in this, like I decided to start a business. I decided to do this. It's what I want to do. And so if something hard happens, I'm not just going to cave in and be like, Oh, it's not good. That's, that's a dumb idea. It's a dumb thought, but really part of that mindset work is just retraining yourself to say, I'm not going to allow myself to think that thought anymore because it's not helping me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love, that's a really key point is not allowing yourself to think those thoughts. And now often we get stuck in a pity party, I think of our own demise and yeah, <laughs> yeah just being like, no, I cannot, these thoughts are not helpful. I'm going to take those out and put them somewhere else. And that's, that's that I'm moving forward. I like that. Um, what is next? What is next for you, for your business? Are you going to go to 20 team members? Are you, you, I know you mentioned you also help virtual assistants in this coaching. So what is next? Yeah, that's a great question. I've been asking myself all those questions too. (laughs) Um, because when you get to where you are, like I, it's these moments of like, oh, I met this milestone. Wait, how did I do that? Now what? (laughs) Um, so yeah, it's, it's a very exciting time. I'm, I'm working currently to really streamline what we're doing. Um, I'm looking at how I could basically template the kind of structure that we have for our, our little boutique agency and replicate it so that we could have, um, uh, some kind of franchising type model of this boutique virtual assistant agency. So that's, that's what I'm putting a lot of my time and attention into right now. And I also am working with, um, new virtual assistants in either coaching or a program. So we have an internship program where it's kind of like a, a, a working program where you can jump in, everything's in ClickUp. And so you can jump in and you can go through these modules essentially for a three month semester to kind of get your feet wet in the world of virtual assistants, get um, familiar with what it might feel like to work with the client, get that hands-on experience and get some feedback too. Like get some feedback for the work that you're doing and, and what your, um, like what your specialized skill set might be. Like, what is it that you bring to the table that might really shine through and how you're able to get other clients in the future. So those are a couple of things that are also happening in the midst of the, the agency growth. And, um, my goal is to um, really fine tune the operations, the system side of all those things so that a lot of them can run without me. And that I can just hop in to be a part of like those one-on-one conversations or the team building components and just really 
overseeing the success of all of those things so that I can begin to do more of the things that I'm passionate about, which are music. I'm a, I'm actually a musician and, um, a blog writer and homeschooling my kids. And I want, I'm going through some certification right now for, um, heart, heart physics certification is like a, um, like a counseling and, and coaching certification. So all of those things are things that I'm wanting to focus on personally next. Wow. That's so exciting. I, I bet that internship thing is huge and you get a lot of applicants for that because I know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would imagine that is massive. How do you manage that? Yeah. It's been, um, that's been a a similar learning process to the the team where I've, I've kind of come up with, you know, an air table base to bring in the applicants and to field them that way. And, um, I'm doing some, I guess you could say testing to see like what works because I, I put out, um, a, the job op before when I first started, I really started the internship program when I started my business. Um, so pretty much from the very beginning, <laughs> I had this internship program, which has always been awesome. And I never charged, like there were, it was completely free. They could, they could be a part and I actually paid a stipend every month. So this has evolved a little bit over time. And now I've started taking an administrative fee for an application up front. And there are two versions of the program. There's, there's a version of the program where they apply to join at like a higher level. Maybe they already have the skill set. Maybe they already have some clients. And when they join, we pay them every month to basically be a part of our team and to contribute to some of the projects that we're working on. And then the other version of the internship program is um, more like a self-paced course with coaching aspects. And they actually pay to go through that three-month semester. So I've been doing some trial and error with how to, how to position those and how to get them in front of people the right way. Yeah. Because the, the free version where people come in and they get paid to work with us, that's obviously much more appealing <laughs> than, than them coming in and, and paying to go through the program. But it's so valuable. Like, I know that there's such a need for that. And so I'm still in the process of how, how to position those things um, for what they are independently and market them to the right people. Yeah, I think there's so much, so many people, especially now in the world, have realized that the online space is a space they want to be in. And virtual assistant seems to be the first step that they're like, oh, I could do that. That seems like something that would be easy for me to do. Um, so, But there are so many people that are inexperienced in that field as well that are just starting out that need some help and, and training as well. I love that you have so many passions that you want to do as well outside of your business. And what does that look like long-term for Mrs. Smith Assist in terms of you? And are you going to be working less and focusing more on family time and having people come in and manage the process? What does that look like as you scale up? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's both. I think it's all of those things. I, I, the freedom to do whatever I want is key. <laughs> yes. So it's like in some seasons I want to be able to do less. Like I'm probably going to want to have another baby, you know, and I want to just have somebody running everything so that if I don't want to work, I don't have to. Yes. I, I love that. And that's one of my biggest passions is freedom and creating freedom. And one thing that I get asked is when I hired my first virtual assistant 
And it was before I even quit my full-time job. Like I had my business and I still hired my first virtual assistant before then because freedom was a big part of my life. And I was earning as much, if not more, by the time I quit my full-time job in my side hustle before then. So I couldn't have done all of that and had a life on my own. I needed to have the help. And that has carried me through constantly having team members like you and like my other team members to help take the overwhelm out. So when I was on holiday, when I was in Spain, for example, and the podcast just runs and happens as, as I'm away, I'm like, oh, this is magic. It just happens. And yes. that is gold to me. <laughs> it is, it is gold. And it's, it's just, there's nothing better. There really isn't anything better than that freedom to just take time in your life. You know, like you could lose somebody, you could lose a family member and having the freedom to just have downtime where you're not worried about the business, but you can grieve and process where you are and where you want to go next. Like there's so many circumstances in life that really require us to come back to a place of rest. And if we have the freedom to do that, then we don't have guilt in doing it and we can do it well. Yes. Yeah. I think especially as business owners where we don't get paid sick leave, then we don't ever get, I mean, you guys in the States don't get much paid sick leave anyway, as far as I'm aware. In the UK, we we get as much as we want. Um, <laughs> I, I have come to learn that, that in the States, that's not a thing. Um, but if you're sick in England, you're just sick. That's it. You take the time. Yeah. Um, but as a business owner, there's no one to pay you for that. So Right. It's good to have systems in place to to process that. So if people want to know more about you and where can they connect with you? Yeah, Mrs. Smith Assist.com. And we're on Instagram at Mrs. Smith Assist. Love it. And there you have a Facebook group, right? As well. Yeah, I do have a Facebook group and it's it's for business owners, any kind of business owner, but I focus a lot with just virtual assistant topics because that's the industry that I'm in, but it's the holistic business heart. And it's for business owners who just want to have happy heart businesses where their work-life balance is good and it's thriving and it feels good. It doesn't feel stressful and anxious and, you know, like a burden. It's a good thing. Yes. And is there anything that you came here to say that you didn't say that you want to say? I love you, Disha. I think you're amazing. (laughs) And I truly, sincerely, I think what you're doing in all of the way that you're scaling your business is awesome. And it's really inspiring to everybody around you. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us. I will pop all of those links in the show notes down below. And if you are listening, still listening, make sure you hit subscribe and leave us a review because reviews help us get seen more. And I'm on a mission to get us into the charts. So please hit subscribe and share the podcast with everybody you know and leave me a review as well. All right. I will see you next week for another episode of Scaling with Disha. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And I really hope that you genuinely learned something from today's episode. If you found this episode useful, then please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. I personally read each and every one. Until next time. Bye. Bye.